The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today, we're going to answer a letter from somebody who asked for consistent communication and instead got a month of silent treatment. But before we begin, we're going to just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. People are wild, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, Sam and I are not professionals. We are not trained in this. We have no, you know, professional training or accreditation in relationships or mental health. So please take our advice as you see fit. We're only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. But first, it's Monday, so let's do a check-in topic. Today's check-in topic is inspired by a letter writer. Their letter, their name is, their name is Max Emus Thoughts. Their pronouns are she, her, and they are writing from Washington. I'm not going to read the letter. We're just going to steal the idea from it <laughs> uh -huh. uh, because it's a question basically about what do we think about um, the idea of being in somebody's league or out of a league or mismatched leagues. <laughs> You know, uh -huh. like I get it. Just, yeah. Justice League <laughs> and Marvel. You know what I mean? Like they're from different places. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> um, and uh, the letter is basically just like asking about our thoughts about this. And, you know, 
societal views on this and whatnot. So I thought we could muse for a couple minutes before diving into our letter about being in the same league or not. What does it mean? What does it, how does it matter, et cetera? Yeah. And like, what does it feel like? What if we feel like we're mismatched like? in our yeah. leagues mm-hmm. and like if totally. other people are like thinking about us in that way too. Um, you know, I think unsurprisingly, uh, not a huge fan of leagues because <laughs> I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of, you know, ascribing worth to people based on their looks or whatever. Uh, yeah. and I think that like, there's, um, there's a lot about like these divisions of people that like deny us the ability to be in real connection with people, yeah. right? Like if we're sort of trying to decide all of this stuff about people because of how they look, how much money they make, the things that they do, whatever it might be, then like, cool, we're going to miss out on a lot of really awesome people in our lives um, yeah. who are like cool and funny and smart and all of these different things. Um, and I I think that like leagues limit us. Like the idea of leagues are is definitely something that certainly doesn't enhance our experience of the human condition <laughs> and instead probably like totally makes it agree. more diminished. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you know, um, on the least harmful end of the spectrum, it's like a weird way to compliment your partner when you're like, uh, oh, you're so out of my league, you know, you're way hotter than I am or whatever. And it is possible to compliment your partner and feel grateful and in awe of the fact that they want to be with you without disparaging yourself. You know, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, we might not, we might not be very well versed in that as a society, but, um, it's not like a tit for tat sort of thing. Um, and I wanted to say that, you know, it's, I think it's perfectly understandable to, you know, fall victim to these sort of ideas. Um, mm-hmm. anytime that we, 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 as a society, I think we love to like categorize people, whether to feel better than them or to oppress them or to, I don't know, justify our intimidation of them by them or whatever. Um, and it makes a lot of sense because the idea of like being in and out of somebody's leagues. I mean, I, I remember learning about that maybe when I was like 10, 10, mm-hmm. I don't know. Young, you know, sure. it's, it's, it's part of like a very common um, dialogue around dating and accessibility and people. Um, so I'm confident that at some point in the last five years of doing this podcast, we have made a joke about that or we have used it in a disparaging way when talking about an ex or something like that. For sure. But at this point in my life, I'm really trying to push back against, you know, that easy pathway. And And what it is, is there's this pathway for all of us to say like, oh, well, I'm better than them because of X, Y, and Z, or Mm -hmm. they're better than me because of this reason. You know, an easy one for me is somebody who is like, who, who makes a ton of money that, that always makes me feel like I'm out of their league because I'm just like this little dirtbag child (laughs) who grew up in the woods and who makes money writing poems. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like I definitely feel out of the, out of like a, a real person job league you for know? sure yeah like a, a, if i ever dated a doctor oh my god are you kidding me i'd be like i write about feelings and you cut people open medically <laughs> for a living like we are not on the same plane for sure absolutely <laughs> however you know all of this is to say that that sort of thinking that sort of like societal categorizing that we love to do um as sam said it just it makes a hierarchy of people 
and we can say this and we can recognize that there is there is a hierarchy of people. It's called like oppression. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's it's, yes. it's uh, patriarchy and capitalism where we value people. Um, it's it's our fat phobic society where we value people for what they look like. It's racism, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's fucking it's fucking everywhere. So we can say that it exists. Yes. But in my little heart, in my little social circle, I am not going to participate in that sort of categorization of people anymore Mm -hmm. Um, because it just harms us because it says that inherent, you know, people are inherently more valuable than other people, which I just don't, I don't believe and I don't want to contribute to. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, I think that there is definitely, um, like people are going to continue to think about leagues uh, around us, right? And and part of the, I think the work of like pushing back against this kind of stuff is like doing the self-work to be like, it doesn't matter what people think about our relationship, right? Like it, right. it doesn't matter if they think that we're like disparate in our leagues because like this person is with me. They're like choosing to be here and I'm choosing to be with them. And that at the end of the day is the only thing that matters, like, right? If Sierra is writing her poetry, and her doctor, and my doctor boyfriend, <laughs> yeah, or whatever, is like cutting people Astronaut open. Doctor, yeah, and yeah, and they both love each other and are in this relationship because they want to be together. Then, like, the league thing doesn't matter. And yeah, I think that like some of this is like how do we how do we acknowledge the realities of the harm that like societal oppression is causing on us, and also how do we not participate in it when it comes to yes. our own sense of self and our own relationships, right? Like easier said than done for sure. But I do think that like the ways in which we inflict our harm on ourselves because of, you know, our internalized homophobia or internalized fat phobia or whatever it is, right? That is like something that we actually have some control over, right? In ways that we may not have as much control over the systems of racism and oppression that are out there. Um, So I think like paying attention to that and saying to yourself, you know, if you're in a situation where you're wondering, like, are people thinking like, oh my God, he's so much more attractive than him. So like they're, they shouldn't be together. Right. Like who cares? <laughs> right? Like the, it's a stupid way to be thinking. So like, why do you, why are we putting any sort of like inherent meaning to what, to other people's stupid ways of thinking? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say stupid. I would say that it is inherently flawed. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, another reason why I want to push back on it, especially at this time in my life, is how profoundly empowering and healing it has been to remind myself that my system of judgment in the world or like my preferences or my what I'm attracted to is not like a universal scale that every you know we talk so much about how attraction and sexuality is nebulous and diverse to each person and we like to pretend that it's just this one way or the other way you know yep and the idea of a league implies that there's some sort of universal scale out there yeah. you know that says you know, people of this many attraction points and this many money points or whatever uh-huh. can only be attracted to this, these people with comparable points or whatever, you uh-huh. know, and that, that little system of, of scorekeeping doesn't exist or it is individualized to each person. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So Yeah. Uh, easier said than done, like Sam said, and this is not at all to shame anyone who believes this way, but this is what we're trying to do over here is sort of like 
in the same vein of like demonagamizing my our, my mind, I'm trying to de-league. D-league. I'm on the D-league. <laughs> hey, it's not the A-league. It's not yeah. the B-league. It's not even the C-league. Uh, the I'm D. trying to D-league. Yeah. Mentira. My mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's get into today's letter. Absolutely. All right. Let's do it. So this letter comes from over communicator in the radio silence, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing from not a party in the USA. Uh, Did you, you guys know that that's yeah, like one of gonna say. songs? <laughs> like if we are Sorry, ever like at we a wedding a or like out somewhere and that song comes on, like Sierra and I run I to each other. <laughs> from like, different sides of the room. That yes. would probably be our, be our relationship song. Yes. I have like yeah. been in the bathroom at a club and heard that song come <laughs> on and like sprint out of the bathroom to find Sierra. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm panicking. I'm, yeah. I'm circling the dark club trying to find him. Sam, Sam, it's on. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's get into it. All right. So over communicator writes, I, she, her, 26, have been seeing a guy, he, him, 33, let's call him David, for the last year. Prior to that, he had only dated one woman seriously. They were together for about a year. We dated after his breakup with her, but then he broke things off with me to get back together with his ex. I was devastated, but moved on. Then when things went south with his ex, with finality, he started seeing me again. There were months in between each of these events. He didn't just hop from one relationship to the next. David and I have now been seeing each other for about a year, sometimes once a month and at other times once a week. According to him, I asked him frankly, he has not been seeing other people. He just leads a full life and maintains lots of friendships, thus the inconsistency of dates between us. He's told me that he, he'd like to date me seriously, but the timing has been off. However, he has never been forthcoming in asking me to meet up, but has responded to my request to meet up with interest, which has frustrated me to no end as it feels like I'm driving this quote, not a relationship relationship. For reference, I'd say that I initiate about 80% of the conversation and or the meetups. So in late spring, I issued an ultimatum to him because I wanted more consistency. I asked for more regular dates at least twice a month, clear communication as to why and when he was not available, and more initiative from him in setting up times to see each other. I believed I phrased it as, quote, an ultimatum with less stringent terms than a relationship. I told him if he could not abide by those terms, then I would end our relationship, to which he said that he didn't have the bandwidth to respond to my ultimatum, and I didn't hear from him for a month. When I asked him about it a month later, he said that he thought I was clearly looking for a relationship and he was not sure if a relationship was what he wanted since he is, quote, a fickle bitch and thus did not want to keep leading me on. I responded saying I was also a fickle bitch and did not really want a relationship so much as I wanted greater consistency and communication. I thought I had been clear the first time around. This led us to feeling more on the same page and then we proceeded to see each other twice within the next two weeks. But this past month has been radio silence. I've asked to meet up with him several times, at least four or five times, with little to no response. So I asked him to let me know if he was no longer interested so I could stop embarrassing myself and move on since I can only take so much rejection. Again, no response. I understand that ghosting is a real thing, but I feel like I have enough rapport and history with him to deserve a response. At this point, I don't really care if he's, quote, breaking up with me, but I would like a clear yes or no to that effect. Given how inconsistent our, quote, relationship has been at this point, I can't really tell if this radio silence is ghosting or just him leading a full and busy life with little time for me. 
Either way, I know I deserve better, but I know what I have met compares to him in terms of compatibility or attraction, which makes this radio silence even more disheartening. So I think my real question is this, am I being silly in continuing to ask for clarity from him? In some ways, I feel like continuing to ask for clarity should help him become a more mature adult since mature adults actually communicate how they feel, LOL. I'm not desperate for him so much as I am confused and frustrated by behavior or fickle bitchiness. I realize that even if we did date, this kind of volatile get close and pull away aspect would likely just rear its ugly head. But again, part of me just chalks up this vacillation to the timing being off, open to any thoughts, ideas, or suggestions, or even a PSA about how flaky straight men are, LOL. Thanks for all that you are and do for us brokenhearted souls. Sincerely, over communicator in the radio silence. All right, my darling, thank you so much for listening and writing and trusting us with this letter. I'm sorry you're feeling this source of pain and frustration from this not relationship relationship. Mm. Um, I think that we can, in really painful moments of rejection like this, I feel like the... It's it's so irresponsible of us to just hurt ourselves more, <laughs> which is what we always do. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like I always I will be I was that person who always wanted to get bigger clarity on the clarity that I was already getting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, I just want you to say it. I want you to say the words. I don't want to be with you. And then they would say it. And then I'd be like, just say it again. But like look me in the eye directly so <laughs> like, I know that you mean it. You know what I mean? Like I do know what you mean, and yes. That is that is unfortunately I think something that's happening here is that you are getting the answers that you're looking for, but they're not the answers you want to hear. And so Sam and I are going to hopefully um help translate some of this behavior for you in ways that feel um, you know, empowering and on the nose and uh, helpful, albeit painful. Um, But first we have to take a very quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Breakup virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. 
Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Um yeah, I think that this situation that you're in over communicator, and it's funny that you used to call yourself an over communicator because it doesn't strike me as like over communicating with this person. It just sounds like he's incapable of communicating back to you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that this situation of like, um, especially in where we're in this place where we're like already diminishing our own wants in a relationship where it's like, I've yeah. made myself small, so small that I can't understand how you couldn't just like put me in your pocket. Right. Like just yeah. put me in yeah. there, just keep me in there. Look how small I am. I've made myself so small and they're still like, I don't want to put you in my pocket. And like that feeling of like, Oh man, I'm, kind of like compromising what I want. (laughs) They don't put you in their pocket, but they don't tell you that they don't want to put you in the pocket. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh That's where we're here, right? It's, it's the action is not happening, but the words aren't happening either. So, so the letter writer is stuck in this middle ground because they want to hear it, even though the actions are backing up the anti-statement. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you're pretty small. Maybe I'll put you in my pocket. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Like, I would be interested in putting you in my pocket, but like, uh, I don't know which pocket I want to put you in and like he's, that. No, no. <laughs> She's just like folded up on the table and he's wearing a shirt with a pocket. Do you know what I mean? So like yeah, the potential <laughs> is there. We, But we haven't heard him say, I don't want to wear, you know, he hasn't taken it off. The <laughs> anyway. Uh, and like, I think that that, um, 
that I think it's like sort of like a sunk costs thing, at least for me in these types of situations 100%. where it's just like, I've already put so much effort into like making myself available for this person. And like, they still won't pick me, right? Like they still yeah. won't give me the time. They still won't put me in their pocket. And like, and this feeling of like, I have done so much work to convince myself of like, well, it's okay. I don't want a relationship or like, oh, it's okay if we don't hang out as much. All I need is just this crumb, right? Like this crumb will make me feel so much more satiated, right? I just need him to give me a little bit more of his time and it'll be fine, right? Or like, I just need him to like smile at me when we see each other, right? Like that's all that I need from it. And like, just like wasting away trying to subsist on these crumbs and feeling like I am a crazy person for even having the audacity to ask for more, right? Like I'm being so unreasonable to say like, uh, wait, can you consistently communicate with me? Right? Like that is such a reasonable ask for somebody who you are dating slash not dating. And I think that this like feeling of like that you have of like, he just won't say the thing out loud. He won't say yes or no to me. I don't think that this man is capable of saying yes or no to you. I think that he has been trying to say no to you in lots of different ways, which is like, I think you want a relationship and I'm a fickle bitch. So that means that I, I don't think we should be together or I don't have the ability to respond to your request for more communication. So I'm just going to not talk to you for a month or you're asking me to hang out four or five times and I'm just saying, I'm not saying anything back, right? Like I'm just ghosting you around hanging out, right? Is this a, a good or like healthy or like appropriate way for him to be communicating to you? Probably not, right? I also wish that he would come out just straight and say what he wants and which is probably that he doesn't want to be in a relationship. And he is also really communicating with you in this. And, and I think it's important that as you're looking at the situation that like this type of behavior where he's like not communicating with you for months at a time is a pretty clear signal about what he is and isn't willing to give you in this relationship. And it's really clear that you're asking for the opposite of that, right? Like you're asking for clear communication and he's like, no, a month of silence or no, if you ask me to hang out, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to respond to you. Or you asked him to initiate more hangouts and he hasn't done that, right? He, he has literally not done that and has actually said nothing or no to anything that you've proposed to him. So no person is this busy <laughs> that he cannot like find space to talk with you for a month, right? Like that is no person is that busy. I'm just going to say it. unless they are like, I don't know, on an oil well somewhere and have no cell reception. <laughs> like, <laughs> they have Internet, though, <laughs> I think. I have no on idea. Those big rigs or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway, you should yeah, take that's over. That's hard to hear, Blackwell. <laughs> yeah, that's hard I'm, to hear. I'm going full truth mode, and I, I think that we need to we need to soften it a little bit. Yeah. No. No. Okay. Well, I won't soften it quite yet. Um, okay. <laughs> I want to know to my darling letter writer um, before I continue on what Sam was saying, which is how how we can find the strength and personal self respect to believe what people are telling us with their actions, because it, it's hard. That is literally, it's, it's very hard to communicate on behalf of them f via their behaviors. Do you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like interpret their behaviors. Like that is labor that we do for people who are incapable of communicating. Yep. Before I go down that path for a while, I'm curious about the decision to 
to say that you don't want a relationship. Um, and I'm not in your body. I'm not in your mind. I'm not in your life. I do not know what the parameters of that was or the or the reasoning. Um, I don't know what your history is, your dating history or whatever. But it sounds like from your letter, I can surmise that you want to date this person. If not right now, if he said, I want to date you, you would say, let's be together, right? That's This is me just guessing. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You can fast forward to when Sam's talking again. <laughs> um, but it sounds like you want to date this person. And ways in which we can sort of undercut ourselves in interpersonal interactions and relationships is by trying to, like Sam said, fold our desires, fold our boundaries, fold our our requests into smaller and smaller shapes so that we can be more appealing to the other person. Because I think, you know, especially for women at a really young age, we were taught that our job was to be accommodating to other people's desires of us. So Mm -hmm. like, it makes a lot of sense to me as an outsider that if David said he didn't want a relationship, my, if I was you, my sort of reaction to that would be like, oh, well, me neither. How can I accommodate your parameters? How can I fit my my needs within the parameters of your desires? Um, That's something that I'm very well versed in. Um, I think that we all are. um, But especially in terms of like the conditioning that that women get when it comes to hetero presenting relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to know, uh, do you really not want a relationship or is it easier to say you don't want a relationship because you're afraid of scaring somebody off by, you know, saying that you don't want anything casual? Are you, are you hiding behind that? Or is that, Mm. is that your truth? Because again, I don't know, I'm not in your body, but it really seems like if he said, yes, let's date, you would want to date. Yeah. And if that's true, what I want to say is it is 100% okay. And empowering actually helpful even to claim what you want to own it to live it Mm -hmm. to to know that it is 100 okay to want a relationship in 2023 right (laughs) Uh um that doesn't make you a not cool chick you know what i mean (laughs) for sure um And in fact, if you really own that, if you say that, if you tell yourself, I love myself, I'm desirable, I'm a catch, I'm beautiful, I'm smart, this is what I want and I respect myself enough to go after it, that uh, embodiment of your desire, right? To say like, I want a relationship, right? If you embody that and then somebody says, I don't want a relationship and I'm not going to contact you for months at a time, it makes the decision it makes that interpreting so mm-hmm. much easier. It yeah. makes the decision of like, wow, I want a relationship. And he's showing up in such an anti-relationship sort of way, a way that, you know, devalues my time, lessens his respect for me, right? Like, you know, that doesn't feel, he's not acting in the in the way that I would want a partner to act. Yep. It makes the decision of cutting somebody off that much easier because you say this is not in alignment with my vision and my desires for my life. And sure. I absolutely have a right to have those visions and and desires like I feel it, it, you are not a uh, you're not not a cool chick for saying, <laughs> yeah, 
I want a relationship. I feel like we we were raised in a particular time, if you are anywhere close to my generation, um, where like the cool chick was like down to have um, uh, casual sex and hang out with the boys and like didn't ask anything of that person and was yep. like only available as this like side piece that only talked to the main character boy man about <laughs> whatever he wanted to talk about. I'm talking yeah. about a very specific genre of movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I have no problem with having casual sex and I have no problem with people who don't want relationships. I'm just, it sounds like you wanted one with him and you didn't give yourself permission to say it mm -hmm. fully or believe it. And if you did, then it makes the decision that much easier. Wow. This man doesn't want a relationship and I do. He is, Therefore, he is incompatible with me. Absolutely. He is not fitting my criteria, right? Absolutely. What, what are your criteria in these relationships, even if they're not uh, relationship relationships, as you say? Yeah. What are your criteria for people being in in relationship with you in whatever way? That they talk to you, that they contact you, that they respect your time and your communication style? Because he's not doing that. And there's no like secret code that you need to figure out no. to, to <laughs> interpret his behaviors to a more truthful way. It is what it is, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. And you're, you are really concerned about his clarity. And I, it, like Sierra said, like, I want your clarity. Like, I want your clarity about what yeah, you want. Fuck and his what this, clarity. Yeah. Like, and fuck his emotional maturity, right? Like, you don't need to get him to say it to you so that he can somehow become more emotionally mature. Like, that's not your responsibility. And it, I don't want you to like, I don't want you to think about that as being something that is somehow your thing that you have to help do for him. Right. Like he, I don't, in this situation, I, I don't really care about him. Right. If he wrote in, we would absolutely love and talk to him about this, but like, he's not here. You are. And I think that like, you know, as you're thinking about this idea of like, oh, we're so compatible. It's just that we can't like get the timing right. And I want to say to you that you are incompatible because of the timing, because of the way that he's communicating with you, because you want different things out of this relationship, because he can't, he doesn't have the emotional maturity to say yes or no to you. Those things are all rooted in incompatibilities between you. So I know that you're looking at this relationship and saying like, we get along, we really like each other. All of those things are really great. But when we're thinking thinking about whether or not you two are actually going to be able to be in relationship together. These things are foundational. They are not tangential. They're not ancillary. They are like at the core of whether or not this relationship is going to function, whether or not you are actually compatible with each other. And so I want you, like Sierra said, to get some clarity around that fact and decide for yourself about whether or not you want to continue to invest time, energy, space, attention to a man who is absolutely not reciprocating it, right? I want you to make the decision and not feel like you're in this like nebulous place where you have no control because you, you may not be able to control him into being in the relationship you want him to be in with you, but you do have choices in this, in this or in this situation. You can make the decision about how you are going to behave given what he is giving to you in terms of this relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I know this is hard. I know that this is painful. Like this is, it's, it is undoubtedly a more painful route to look at the situation and to interpret his behavior for him rather, rather than holding out for him to say something differently. Um, 
but he's being loud and clear to me and Sam. And we know that there are other people out there who won't make you work this hard, who won't make you wait this long, who won't leave you on red um, to answer questions like, do you want to hang out? Right. <laughs> right. Um, there is, there are people out there relationship or not love or not that will, won't make you work as hard as this person has. So we wish you the best of luck and we hope this helps. Thank you so much for writing. We love you. We love you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you are interested in more content from us, or if you are interested in ad-free episodes, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode, as well as access to episodes without ads. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DM, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can sit me but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can get our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing, all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast and his music and... Remember, it's okay to state what you want. It's okay for your desires to be incompatible with other people's desires of you. If they want you to be small, it's okay for you to be big. If they want you to be quiet, it is okay for you to be loud. We don't have to be in perfect harmony with everyone. And in fact, that is not the path that that act of self-folding is not the path to connection the truth path of connection is to say here this is who i am this is what i want and to find the people who can meet you there that's connection and if all else fails just break up <laughs>